Welcome to tonight's presentation of Sherry's Playhouse's production of Cyrano by Everett Robert, also edited by Everett Robert and directed by Raymond Brent, produced by myself, Sherry Rabinowitz. And it's a really fun show. Please enjoy. Welcome to the revolution. Ah, do you smell that, mon ami? Oui, I smell the stench of too much garbage and too much smoke. <laughs> this is America, and that is the odor of freedom and of liberty. Lovely. Oh, my friend, don't be like that. Embrace this new adventure. Why did you bring me here? For a revelation. Revelation? What revelation could you bring me that I could not learn at home through study and reading of books? Uh, a revelation about revolution. Revolution? We, oui. these Americans, these former colonists, have shrugged off the tinge of tyranny. Now, they need our help. That is a tall order. But so why am I here? Cyrano, you are the smartest, bravest man I know. And I promised the Continental Army guns and sheeps and men. And that is the reason I brought you here. To help turn these farmers into soldiers. Is that all? And because, my dear Cyrano de Bergerac, you need to experience life. Whatever do you mean? I am an accomplished pugilist, poet, playwright, philosopher. Who has never left your estate? I need you to live. To love and to fight. That is why I brought you here. To live, to love, and to fight? Oui, mon ami. To live, to love, and to fight. And the most important of these is to love. I shall find love when I find a lover worthy of my time and my intellect. I shall not waste it on just anyone. The United States of America, 1776. A country fighting for its independence. But the different battle wages. The battle for the heart and the hand of a beloved. Our hero, Cernobre de Bergerac, a celebrated French aristocrat, is plagued by something as obvious as the nose on his face. In fact, it is the nose on his face. You see, Cernobre has been cursed with an obnoxiously large nose that seems to overshadow any other accomplishment. So Cyrano must overcome self-doubt to find love in this classic comedy adapted by Everett Robert. We find ourselves in the home of Samuel Attlee, a delegate to the Continental Congress from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, at a party in honor of the French ambassadors, hosted by his lovely niece, Roxanne. A well-attended party. Gilbert! You made it just in time. Roxanne, so lovely to see you again, mon cher. Even if it is only for a night. One night? Oui. I will be heading to Virginia to meet with General Washington in the next couple of days. Oh, Mert. Roxanne, do not pout, mademoiselle. I'm not leaving you without someone even more delightful than moi. I leave you in the capable hands of my best man. Well, where is he? I can't wait to meet him. Oh, one moment, and I'll find him. Old friends reunited. Roxanne! Beth! Was that the Marquis de Lafayette? It was, but more important, what are you doing here? You invited me. I thought you were done attending these types of affairs. What, with your engagement to a certain British officer? Oh, him. That is old news. He was a boring sod. All he talked about was how wonderful York was. He couldn't stand me saying New York was superior. 
Have you been to either? But what does that matter? One is new and one isn't. <laughs> oh, Beth. I thought you were done hosting these parties, that it was a, a waste of your prodigious intellect. Did you decide to throw off the bonds of spinsterhood and take up the quest for searching for a man? My uncle said that he... Oh, that he needed your help. My sweet Roxanne, you know, as a lifelong bachelor, I don't know the fine details that go into planning a party. Poppycock. I'm not here to meet a man. I'm here to help my uncle. Besides, wasn't that you who made that proclamation? Just before you met... Oh, Brigadier Osborne, but please don't bring him up. That is in the past. It was you who said that men were a distraction from the important things in life. Yes, like a good book and an even better glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of good books, who are you reading these days? And skip the usual suspects. The usual suspects? Yes, I've heard you talk about Bacon, Kant, Descartes. Give me new names to read. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Dennis Diderot. He sounds like a snack. Like a what? (laughs) Well, like someone I want to take a bite out of. Beth, you are incorrigible. Yes, I am. But as long as he's not ancient, I'm interested. Give me more names. Well, there are the poems of de la Bapine. Another Frenchman? A French woman. Madame Madeleine de la Bapine. Mm, interesting. Listen to this. As the sweetest diversion that I could ever choose, frequently after dinner for fear of getting bored. I take his neck in hand, I touch him, and I stroke, till he's in such a state as to give me delight. Oh, I like that. She was talking about a lute. Well, the lute may be my new favorite instrument. (laughs) Sage Advice. Cyrano's, there you are. We need to go inside. You can't spend the entire party in a garden. Do we have to go in? We, we do. Tonight is the night we introduce you to Delegate Etley and his niece, Roxanne, as well as the other influential people of Philadelphia. They are our hosts in this country and our first line of defense. If Congress fights us on budgeting the army, we will need allies. I understand, Gilbert, I'm not stupid, but we have only just arrived. And I will be leaving to join General Washington soon. You're leaving me, then? But I am not leaving you unprepared. I have arranged with a wealthy family to provide you with an aide-de-camp. Dare I ask what kind of man you have found for me here? Cyrano, my friend, don't be so pessimistic. I cannot help it. These colonists are just so... They are passionate, Cyrano. They are hungry to be out from under King George's thumb. Don't look at me like that. You will see if you go into the pate. Fine, fine. Give me just a few minutes more. This estate has such a lovely garden. Do not dally. There are people who want to meet the great Cyrano de Bergerac. Do not be afraid of these men. <laughs> And women. Are you trying to provoke me to another duel? Remember what happened last time. Uh, You thoroughly embarrassed me while quoting Voltaire. It was Dante, not Voltaire. Like I would quote Candide while dueling. (laughs) Dante is for dueling, Voltaire for religious discussion. Cyrano, you are the smartest man I know, which is why I asked you to come with me. I know this, which is why I said yes. But I feel there is a but coming on. Except you are self-conscious about one minor physical fault. Minor? Oui, minor. Insignificant. Petite. Remarked on by fools. Not so. It is not just moi. Fine, it is not just you. Regardless, it is nothing. A trifle. Nothing. Have you seen these proboscis? Cyrano, forget your nose. It is part of you and it is magnifique. Now go in and enjoy the party. 
We need to meet the rest of our dramatis personae. Dramatis personae? We, my friend, the cast of characters we are going to help liberate this country with, including your aide-de-camp. I said I would come, and I will. But give me a few more moments of peace. Of peace, Serrano? Yes, Gilbert, of peace. For the moment I enter that party, I become a man of war. As you wish, my friend. Oh, what a beautiful night. We will see the moving of the world stop. The star walk among the firmament. Unfortunate satin shining benignly. Jupiter commanding the hollow of the wave inside. We will see peaceful Mars and the fertile light of the sun darken without force and movement. Venus without friendship. Silbon without change, and the moon and square change its round shape. Who goes there? I could ask you the same, as you seem to be trespassing on my family's property. Come, step out of the shadows. Ah, you must be the lovely Roxanne. I cry your pardon, Mr. Settle. Oh, please, no need to. Oh, your your face. Oh, your... Cyrano de Bergerac, madame, at your service. I did not mean to startle you with my uncommon appearance. It is fine. It is only a nose, after all. Gilbert should have warned you. Oh, you are the Marquis' friend. Oui. Now, please allow me to excuse myself. I must find Gilbert, uh, the Marquis. No, please, accompany me inside. I cannot. Oh, please, Cyrano. Any man that can quote Madame de la Bepine with such eloquence, I must get to know that man better. Lead the way, Mistress Atlee. Please, call me Roxanne. A duel of wits. Cyrano, ah... I see you met our lovely hostess, Roxanne. We met under the moon. Poetry on our lips. Allow me to introduce you to your aide-de-camp, Christian. I'm surprised your lips could be found under the shadow of that snaz. I'm sorry, what? Sure, I know. Now was not the time. But, Gilbert, did you hear what he said? He said you have a big nose, big nose. No, so I did not miss here. We are saying that I have a big nose. Is this correct, oui? Um, yeah. He just told you that. And I am to believe this because... Uh, because you have a big nose, big nose. Big like belly. You keep saying that, but how do I know to believe you? Jack, Johnny, Monsieur de Bergerac is our guest. Not just in my home, but in our country. He's here to help us. (laughs) We don't need his help. We've been holding off the French for years without their help. Men, I order you to stand down. And who are you, pretty boy? I am Captain Christie. It doesn't matter who you are. (laughs) Good one, Johnny. Thanks, Jack. Gentlemen, I believe you're talking to me, Mr. Big Nose. We, we, we were. <laughs> Servano, this is not the time or the place. Relax, Gilbert. I shall only wound him a little. Mostly the pride. Cyrano. Don't worry, mademoiselle. Cyrano's correct. Don't worry. He will handle this. Gentlemen, what are your names? Our names? Yes, your names. I need to know if you're trustworthy or frauds. I can determine that by your names. I'm Jack Renfro, and this is my brother, Johnny Renfro. Renfro? That's right. Oh, good French name. We ain't from France. You see, the reason I asked is because I thought you might be from the Grecian island of Crete. From where? The island of Crete. Because... 
Only a cretin would argue that you have spent four years fighting the French when you have clearly been fighting for the British. You give Frenchmen a bad name with your obvious stupidity. We're not French. We told you that. We're from New Jersey. I stand corrected. You give New Jersey a bad name. Roxanne, Elizabeth, I'm sorry I'm late. What I miss? Hello, Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Now, shush. I want to hear this. There's no need to shush me. Maggie, these two men have insulted... Just flipped out. Maggie, these two have insulted one of our French military advisors. Oh, that's why he talks funny. I thought he was from Maine or something. Oh, hello, Captain. Who are you? I'm Christian. Please, we need to make sure there is no bloodshed. Nothing. We have shown that you are an insult to your French heritage and to your family in New Jersey. Now, let us examine you further to see if you are worthy of my time. What the hell are you talking about, big nose? Here it is again. Such a blasé insult. Hello? It means boring, dull. Basic. Like you could do better? Exactly. It means you could do better. No, no. I'm saying like you could do better. Oh, I know I can. <clears throat> How about Pardonnez-moi. Are flowers afraid when you sniff them? Or, um, oh, Gilbert, you remember that farmer in Lorraine? He asked me to leave because he was afraid I'd sniff out the truffles before his pigs could. What a hoot. Oh, I see that confuses you. <laughs> Let's try this. You've heard it said, ask and it shall be given. When you asked for a nose, God kept giving. Oh, pardon me, are you able to smoke a cigarette under the rain? Because your nose is a natural canopy. And then there is this gem. Sir, I need you to lay down your nose makes a wonderful sundial. There is also this one. It is old, but still good. Pardon me. But does your nose arrive 15 minutes earlier than you do? <laughs> That's a good one. Now, tell me, Monsieur Jacques and Monsieur Johnny, can you do better? I think not. And are you still staring at my nose? Um, no. Why not? It's right here for them, the world to see, to stare at, to marvel at, you infinitesimal worm. You only wish you had a nose as grand as this, or rather, anything quite so large. What are you saying? Let me put this in plain English. You are a very small man. A very small man. You will never be anything other than small. Why, you... Stand back, ladies. Be careful, sir. How exciting. I love it when men whip out their swords. Oh, I hope someone dies. That's right, you cowards. Feel the sting of my sword and my brave companion. But, by the way, where are you? My, my name is Christian. What up? Uh, you seem to have lost your sword there, partner. Oh, mon ami, you have lost your rapier as well, have you not, partner? Uh, the frog and his buddy can fight. Let's get out of here. Yeah, run off. Run off and tell tales of Cyrano de Bejarac and... Uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, Christian. And his man Christian. Tell tales of Cyrano and Christian and how they clean the floor with you. Again, Cyrano, allow me to introduce your aide-de-camp. Bravo, and well done. Not that I couldn't have taken both of these brigands on my own, but nevertheless, bravo. Ah, let us drink to this victory and many more of these blasted British redcoats.
The one with the big nose? I think his name is... Uh, Not Steve Renault. Christian. He's... Oh, he's just... Oh, he's magnificent. Yeah. Fast friends. Christian, you are a brave man. Tell me, for what do you fight? Seven no. Not this again. Oh, the Marquis de Lafayette. He thinks freedom is enough to fight for. He thinks one must fight for a personal cause before one fights for a bigger cause. Now tell me, do you fight for love or revenge, my good man? I fight for America. But what drives you to fight? Justice, love, vengeance? Uh, why do you fight, Cyrano? What? I fight for love. Ah, you are too afraid to chase after love. I'm afraid to chase after me. Love is afraid of this. Uh, your nose? They say a man with a big nose has a big personality. Some people are afraid of such a personality. <laughs> now, tell me, Christine, do you believe in love? Well, there is this girl I saw... Then I shall help you woo her. Now go, my aide de camp, and fetch us more wine. My friend leaves in a few days, and I must get him blind drunk. How do you plan on helping Christian when you yourself are a confirmed bachelor? Too afraid of the altar, we? Are you calling me a coward again? I'm tired of this dance, Gilbert. Wooing is easy. Finding a woman worthy of my time is not. I'm not calling you a coward. You are just afraid. I fear no man or woman, but... But? Roxanne, hostess. She quoted French poetry. We talked of Kant, Bacon, Rousseau. She is brilliant and That, that is who I could fall Now, where is that boy? I must find our wine. Uh, uh, Marc de Lafitte? Uh, Marquis de Lafayette. And there you are. Cyrano is looking for you. You have wine? Uh, I, I do. Uh, um, can, I, uh, can I ask you a question? Well, of course. Uh, well, he, uh, uh, that is Cyrano? he really helped me to woo Roxanne? R Roxanne? As in our hostess? Yes. That's the one. I, I'm afraid he will. Uh-oh. It looks like the makings of a good old-fashioned love triangle. Christian and Cyrano will have to sort this out. In Act Two of Cyrano, a love story. Act Two. Let the wooing commence. Christian, my boy, it has been three weeks. I promised I would help you with this love of yours. Now, tell me about her. I want to help you, but she will not breathe a word of her. She is, she is out of my league. Out of your league? Whatever you mean. It's like I'm standing here, and she is leagues ahead of me. Nonsense. You're a striking young man who can have anyone he desires. Women see you and they swoon upon sight. <laughs> I have to have this arrow on my face to get one's attention. Uh, then I have to rely on my wit. You, on the other hand. How do you do it? Do what? It. Oh, well. You see. No, no. How do you know what to say? When I get around women, I just... Ah, your tongue feels swollen, yeah? It contorts, does not work properly. 
You get tongue-tied? Yes, exactly. I want to say something, but I never know what to say to Roxanne. To Roxanne? Of course. See the problem. Roxanne is... Yes, we... I can see your dilemma, and I think I have a solution for you. Do you know what a ventriloquist is? A what? A ventriloquist. A performer who can make a dummy appear to talk without ever moving his lips. Are you calling me a dummy? No, my friend. In this case, a dummy is a puppet. Are you going to find one of these uh, ventriloquists and they'll make my mouth move and speak for me? In a fashion. We, or rather you, shall stand under Roxanne's window, just like Romeo and Juliet. I don't know who this Ronald fellow is, or or anyone named Julie, but I told you, I get all tongue-tied. Fear not. I will be there, too, in the shadows. I shall tell you what to say, and you shall repeat it. I will be your ventriloquist. Ah, I think I'm beginning to get the picture. I talk. You repeat. Comprend? Comprehende. A discussion of love. Beth, you made it for tea. I've only been inviting you for weeks. I haven't been avoiding you. You haven't? Not entirely. Well, then what have you been doing? I have been reading. I have devoured all the works you recommended. It's not easy with a war going on. Believe me, I know. Been following the war? Of course. With my uncle a member of Congress, it is unavoidable. And it has nothing to do with a certain aide-de-camp? You mean that lovely man, Christian? Well, there's nothing Christian about what I'd like to do with him. Elizabeth! <laughs> I'm not the only one. Your rival, Miss Margaret May, was talking about her plans to get her claws into him. And why are you telling me this? Well, I need to know your plans to get your claws into him. I don't have any plans. Besides, they will be leaving for the battlefield soon. All the more reason not to wait. I also don't think he likes me. Listen, I know his lantern is a little low on oil, but he's not that dim. Uncle Samuel has invited Cyrano and Christian to dinner every night for the past three weeks. Excellent strategy. One Maggie can't compete with using your uncle's position to force them to dinner. I didn't force them. But every night at dinner, Cyrano is charming, engaging, witty. Meanwhile, Christian sits there like a lump on a log. He won't even say, Roxanne, pass the potatoes. Act two. Well, maybe he doesn't like potatoes. Let the wooing commence. <laughs> Fine. He sits there like a lump on a log. But what a beautiful lump on a beautiful log. Too true. Maybe he's intimidated by his commanding officer. You say Cyrano is a wonderful dinner guest. Well, maybe he feels uncomfortable around him. Possibly. Well, here's the best strategy. Get him alone and snog him. That works for me. Elizabeth! <laughs> Under the Moonlight How will she know we're here? Pick up a rock and throw it. Like this? No! Small one! A pebble! Pick up three. One for each week you ignored her. Now, carefully, gently, toss it out the window. What if I break another window? Don't do that. Now another one? Are you sure? Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. You're the one who isn't sure. One more? Exactly. Carpe diem. Carpe diem? Carpe diem. It is Latin. It means seize the day. Take life by the arms. Take a risk. I'm doing it. Who's there? Uh... You are trespassing. Now step out of the shadows. 
You've tried so hard to get my attention. Well, now you have it. Um, hi? Christian? You need to say more than, um, hi. Like what? Like, I could not sleep. I have been thinking about you. I went for a walk. I found myself near. I couldn't hold back my feelings anymore. What are you doing, Eric? I... It. I couldn't sleep, so I went for a walk. For a walk, and I found myself here. I knew then... I knew then that I had to speak to you. You haven't spoken to me in weeks. Not since the party. I could not speak. I could not speak. What? Idiot. Idiot? What? I couldn't speak. No. Your beauty left me mute. Your beauty left me mute. Mute? Then how is it you can speak now? My words are like a thump. They have to be primed. I can't say that. Say it. My words are... Yes? Like a pump. Are like a pump? A pump? They have to be... They they have to be... Primed. Primed. <sighs> Roxanne, your beauty... Roxanne, your beauty... Is surpassed by your grace. Is surpassed by your grace. Your grace is surpassed by your wit. Your grace is surpassed by your wit. And your wit by your intelligence. And your wit by your intelligence. When I'm in your presence. When I am in your presence. You render me helpless. You render me helpless. If you were a rose, if you were a a nose, I'd pick you first. What? What? No, no improvising. It is rose, rose, not nose. Rose, rose. I'd pick you first. No flower compares to the. No flower compares to thee. You mean that? I do. Wholeheartedly. You are the heart of a poet. Now, go. What will I say? Say nothing. Climb the trellis. Kiss the girls. Oh, Cyrano, what have you done? Finally find a woman worthy of your intentions and you have literally sold her to another man. Of all the fools on God's green earth, you are the most foolish. Has Cyrano served a dish too hot to handle? Will he find a way to tell Roxanne how he really feels? And now for Act 3 of our love story. Act three, letters. Dearest Beth, I do hope you are enjoying New York City, but I rather doubt it could compare to Philadelphia. At least, Philadelphia when you are in love. Listen to these words my beloved Christian wrote. Hear my heart. My heart utters a single cry towards you, and if kisses these words might travel to... Madame, you'd read the letters with your lips. With your lips? He writes such lovely prose. I just wish he'd speak to me the way he did that first night he romanced me instead of leaving me little love notes. Oh, Beth, I know war looms over us, and Christian may not return to me unscarred, but even if he lost a limb or was blinded on the field of battle, I'd love him regardless. I'm yours, in love. Roxanne. Dearest Roxanne, 
You told me of the night Christian came to your window and how he spoke to your soul and to your heart. How you felt, not for his looks, but for his words. Now you tell me he doesn't speak, but leaves behind little love notes. Cherish them, but be wary of men who wooed the heart once, but couldn't follow through. You know I speak from experience. Or perhaps I am cynical and he's just preparing you for the letters he'll be forced to send once his regiment is second. These enlightened men you have me reading have made me skeptical. Or perhaps I'm a realist and have learned not to trust any man. Yours cynically, Beth. Dear Cyrano, how does Pennsylvania find you? Does it remind you of the winters at home? How do you fare with the fair Roxanne? Are you still having Christian do woo her? Respond at once. Gilbert. Dear Gilbert, you prepare this place to France? So dear. You ask me how things go with Roxanne. Yes, I still assist my aide de camp in his pursuit. And I am doing a magnificent job at it. In fact, just the other day, she told me, What is the camp, sir? Christian. Christian is both handsome and witty. Christian is witty? You should know. Perhaps even wittier than you. <laughs> Perhaps he is. Listen to this. The more you steal my heart, the more I have. Isn't it beautiful? He wrote that to me. Perhaps. Oh, don't be jealous, Cyrano. There is room enough for two wordsmiths in Philadelphia. I wrote those words, Gilbert. I gave him words upon words upon words to rule the woman I loved in Canada. Whose words, Cyrano? Dear Cyrano, you are not foolish, my brother, but a romantic. You love this woman, so you woo her with your words. It is a shame you have no confidence that you would give such a weapon to a foe. Would you give your rapier to the enemy? Never. Are you Pinocchio that you lie so easily to yourself when you say you don't love her? Disappointed. Gilbert. Dear Gilbert. If I am Pinocchio, it must have been a giant lie from my nose to cross so large. But perhaps you are. Perhaps I have been lying. But not to myself. Perhaps I have been lying to you. Dishonest. Cyrano, take your mind off of romance, at least for one night. Your old friend, moi. We'll be returning to Philadelphia. Oh, we, oui. and General Washington as well. I will see you at the soiree. Super. The party goes wrong. Beth, you made it from New York. Did you think I would miss out on the social event of the year? You just wanted to meet General Washington. Well, not just General Washington. She has her eyes set on someone like Hamilton, and you can have him. That man talks nonstop. And what is the perfect man for you? The strong, silent type. So you can be the boss? Of course. <laughs> Speaking of at least the strong type, Roxanne, where's Christian? Oh, he'll be here shortly. What do you see in him? What do you mean, Maggie? Have you seen him? He's gorgeous. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> Anyone can see that. But what do you see in him, Roxanne? I mean, he comes across as, uh... Not the brightest lamp. And his rowboat's missing a couple of oars. Seth! Maggie! Both of you! You're my friends, and you know I would never be so shallow as to be with someone just because of their looks. You say that, Roxanne, but would you really? Tell me, what drew you to Christian? Beth knows. Me thinks a lady don't protest too much. Beth, tell her. Roxanne claims that Christian has a gifted tongue for poetry. Oh, he does, and I can prove it. <laughs> oh, this I must see. <laughs> Christian! 
Christian? Hey, um, Christian? The lady seems to be calling you. What? Christian, you seem distracted. Is everything okay? Is, uh, is Cyrano here? You mean old big... Oh, uh, Johnny. Shush. Oh, um, no, Captain. I believe he is accompanying the Marquis de Lafayette and General Washington. Why do you need Cyrano? He, he was supposed to meet me here. Christian? Now you better get over there. Uh, yes, yes, Roxanne? Uh, I was looking for Cyrano. Cyrano? He's not here yet. He's riding with General Washington and Gilbert. I, I knew that. I was, uh, I was just hoping... Please, Christian. The girls and I want to hear something. Uh, music? The musicians are right... No, n not music. We want to hear your poetry. My what? Your poetry. The words you shared to me on our first night and in your letters. Where, where is Cyrano at? You keep asking for Cyrano. You don't need him for this. It's just poetry. Poetry you've already written. Christian, Roxanne hasn't stopped talking about your poetry. Can't you recite some for us, please? Yes, please. We all want to hear it. Are you sure Cyrano isn't here? Christian, enough with Cyrano. Now, please, share with us some of your poetry. I, I can't. Why not? Uh, because. Because? Uh, because it's, uh, it's private? Yeah, it, it's private. Oh, Roxanne has already told us some of your lovely words. So share some more. I, I can't. Quit making excuses, Christian, and share your poetry. Please. I can't do it, Roxanne. Please don't ask. Why not? I, uh, I don't remember. You don't remember? How could you forget? Well, of course I remember. Let's see. Um... How about the one you just sent me? About your heart in my hand? Uh, of course. I reach out and I take your heart. Your heart that is in your breast? I, I reach for your breast and I uh, squeeze? Christian! I, I messed that up. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let's try again. Rose? Your nose. Your nose. If you were a nose, I'd pick you first. I remember that one. Christian, why do you keep going to that joke? It, it's so tasteless. Rose. Right, right. Rose. Uh, that's in your garden. Your rose. I reach for the rose between those... Between your legs? Christian! That is offensive. Is the rose between my legs? Am I standing in the garden, or are you? Christian, why are you doing this? Is this a joke? If so, it's in poor taste. What happened to the poems you wrote me before? Say one of those. I told you I can't. Why not? I just can't. Why, why not? not? Because I didn't write them. What? Cyrano did. Bonjour, Christian. <laughs> Prepare the port and the wine. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you the great General George Washington. Panic at the disco. You! Me? I don't believe I've had the pleasure of meeting. Roxanne, why are you so angry? This is the general. Perhaps you should... Cyrano um... de Bergerac. Did you come here to make a fool of me? I fear we may have missed something, Cyrano. 
I have no idea what you are talking about, Rosanne. I'm talking about Christian. Ah, your beloved. I can understand why you talk about him. He is a striking man, no? But what does that have to do with making a fool out of you? Because you've been writing his love letters for him. Uh, Gilbert, did we stumble into a private affair? It appears so, General. I have no idea what you are talking about, Mademoiselle. Don't lie to me. Not anymore. Did you or did you not write those letters? Uh, they do see me standing here, don't they? I'm not sure, General Washington. I may have touched them up a little here and there. Stop lying to me! Christian already admitted it. Fine. We, I wrote your little love notes and poems and signed Christian's name to him. With his consent, of course. But not with mine. You lied to me. I thought we were friends. What were you trying to prove? Hello, uh, General George Washington here, commander of the Continental Army. I believe this party was in my honor, was it not? Only trying to help. Sure enough, stop. Roxanne, he rode them to you because he loves you. He thought no woman would love him because of his nose. He believed he was unlovable and had therefore decided to never fall in love. This man, this Cyrano, somehow he fell in love with you, Roxanne. And when he saw that being with Christian would make you happy, he poured his heart out into making you happy. That is such... Stop! Well, perhaps we should adjourn to another room until this is all settled. Capital idea, General Washington. I, I can't speak. Well, not like Cyrano. That doesn't mean that I don't have things on my mind. Roxana wasn't right. And I see now that I'm not the right man for you. You want someone who can engage you about poetry and such? I can't do any of that. But, Christian, you can. No, Roxanne, I can't. I know that. You want someone to talk to, and I don't want to talk. I want someone to do all the talking for me. I want someone to make decisions and point me where to go and... You want to be strong and silent? Exactly. Oh, sweetheart, that's good enough for me. Let's go. Lead on, ma'am. Lead on. Did Maggie and Christian just leave? They aren't the only ones. I'm leaving, too. I'm going after her. Perhaps I should depart for once. Then America is going wearisome. Sierra, no, no, wait. No, my mind is made up. To make my adieus to General Washington and Gilbert. Confrontation and realization. Beth, thank heavens it's you. You may not be saying that when I'm done talking. Why? Roxanne, my dearest friend, you are a fool. You have a man out there that loves you. And now you're just... Kristen left with Margaret May. She was prattling on a mile a minute, and he was just as mute as a statue. They looked annoyingly happy. I wasn't referring to Christian. If you mean Cyrano. I do. I don't want to talk about him. Why not? Because he's not as handsome as Christian? Because he's a little older? Because of that nose on his face? You told me you fell in love with Christian's words. That... Even if he lost a limb on the field of battle, I'd love him regardless. That, that is different. No, it isn't. He lied to me, Beth. Both of them did. Treated me like a joke. And you didn't treat Christian the same way? We all saw the way you looked at him. It was positively scandalous. It was nothing of the sort. Oh, we were all undressing him with our eyes. Elizabeth! Don't Elizabeth me, Roxanne. You fell for the lies because you wanted to. You said you wanted a man who could make you think and challenge you, but on the same night you found one, you couldn't tear your eyes off his aide-de-camp. 
that's not that's not true. Not entirely. Christian is undoubtedly a handsome man. But there's more to a man than how he fills out his epaulets. I've made a mess of things. Haven't I? Did you not hear Gilbert? Cyrano did not think he was worthy of love, and you just proved him right. I... It's okay to be attractive to someone physically, but it's not okay to lie to yourself. If you really fell in love with the man who wrote those words, then you fell in love with Cyrano de Bergerac. That's... And he's about to leave. What? He said he would be departing from both this house and this country. Stop him! For the good of the revolution, we need him! Only you can stop him, but it can't be for the good of the revolution. He will only remain if you love him. Do you love him? Did he really write those words? Roxanne, I looked at the letters. He didn't even try to disguise his handwriting. Now go! Will Roxanne be able to stop Cyrano from leaving for France? Or will she be too late? Find out as we conclude tonight's production of Cyrano, a love story. Act 4, a timely revelation. Gilbert, I've been such a fool. Are you sure he's gone? We, we rushed out of here like a man being chased by demons. By now, he's halfway to France. How could I let him go when the perfect man was right under my very nose? Perfect? Ah, no, mommy. Sure knows many things, but he is far from perfect. If only his nose were more in proportion to his ego. Perhaps then he could have told you how he really felt, rather than engage in this subterfuge. That's right, Roxanne. Do not blame only yourself. Cyrano, when you find him, and I know you will, he has much to account for, too, playing with your heart so carelessly. I am the one who's been careless. His feelings were as clear as the nose on his face. Mad, you two deserve each other. We both deserve to be alone. And alone as all will ever be. <laughs> uh, it would seem I've interrupted another personal moment. Oh, not at all, General. Roxanne is just grieving for the loss of her true love. Ah, you mean that fine-looking fellow who doesn't talk much? Yes, I saw him leave with a woman who talked to But she talked enough of both of them. Yes, sir. He is gone, I'm afraid. No, 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 not that lummox. We're talking about Cyrano. Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, you mean the little round guy with the proud nose? Yes. Have you seen him, General? Which way was he headed? Seen him? Well, I was just talking to him. Out in the garden. He said he wanted to see the moon from there one final time. He started quoting something in French and... I left him to his ruminations. So, he hasn't left? Not as of two minutes ago. If you'll excuse me, General, I have a Frenchman to see. Moonlight in the Garden of Love. Cyrano? Cyrano? Are you out here? Oui, ma chérie, I am. You had left. I thought I would see the finest garden in America. One last time. One last time? After we win the war, you are free to return. Uncle will welcome you back. Would not be your uncle I would want to see. And nor could I bear to see this garden where we first met. No, mademoiselle, when I leave, I shall never again step foot in America. But you can't leave. We need you. We? Roxanne? Yes. To win the war and... Stop. Oh. I cannot change my mind. 
I will pledge my support to France. I will petition the king on your behalf. But I cannot stay. Please, Cyrano. So upon it, John, those eyes could make me melt. But not anymore? No, I cannot go on. I cannot torture myself to love a woman who does not love me back. But what if I do? You, Orson? Do you love me? I love the words that you wrote to me. I see. Let me finish, please. I love the conversations we have had. I, I love your wit and your intelligence and your humor. But I, I cannot say I love you because well, I do not know you. Not well enough to say I love you, but but I'd like to change that. Please stay, for me, so I can get to know the man who wrote such beautiful words. When you put it like that, how can I say no? Epilogue. Bells are ringing. Maggie, I don't know if we should be here. This doesn't seem right somehow. It is Roxanne's wedding day after all. Christian, be quiet and trust me. Yes, dear. Mademoiselle Elizabeth, you made it from New York. Did you think I wouldn't be here? I'm surprised you made it. How good I miss seeing the great Cyrano de Bergerac walk down the aisle. Johnny, quick! You got everything we need? Of course I do. We gotta give him the right send-off. The general is about to speak. The dearly beloved gathered together to witness the joyous guests, Miss Roxanne Atley and Major General Cyrano de Bergerac and Lily Matron. Do you take this man to be your husband? I do. And do you take this woman to be your wife? Of all the words I have spoken, of all the love letters I have written, none can compete with these two words. I do. Playhouse proudly presented Cyrano, a love story, written by Everett Robert. The cast included Charles Benison as Cyrano, Ariel Strauss-Bruland as Roxanne, Hugh Regalado as Christian, Elizabeth Elliot as Beth, Maureen McCann as Margaret May, Jay Wall as Gilbert the Marquis de Lafayette, Raymond Brent as Jack, Everett Robert as Johnny and General George Washington. I am your narrator, Janae Ray Sano. Music by David Reichlin.
Produced by Sherry Rabinowitz. Directed by Raymond Brent. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Sherry's Playhouse. Thank you for listening to Serena. We're so happy that you came to our show and listened and enjoyed our wonderful cast of actors. To help for future productions, you can go to our patron page. It's under my name, Sherry Rabinowitz, and there's a beautiful thing for Sherry's Playhouse on it. And there's several different levels from $1 and up. And for that, you can get some pretty good swag. You can have your name set on air. You can have, um, there's even at one level a chance to go to one of our rap parties and uh, even go to meet one-on-one with some of our actors. It's pretty cool. So please, if you can, join us on uh, to help create radio theater. And if you'd like to do it, there is a link in the production notes on uh, the show for Cyrano. Thank you again for listening to Sherry's Playhouse.